Substitute damn every time you're inclined to write very. Your editor will delete it, and the writing will be just as it should be. Mark Twain. Hello, and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 39. And for those of us that maybe don't have an editor, I'm going to talk about how to self-edit your novel. Even if you do want to submit to literary agents in hopes of signing a contract or an editor in hopes of going to take your book to a publishing company, you still are going to have to perform a few self-edits of your novel. Since I'm wrapping up my current work in progress, I'm expected to finish within the next three weeks or so. I thought it would be beneficial even for myself to kind of think about the self-editing process and lay it out here on this podcast. Now, one of my biggest regrets when I self-published The Sweep was not hiring a professional editor. There were some time constraints and professional editing can be very expensive, but I do think that is a worthy investment. However, like I said, you need to perform some self-edits at first on your own. So the first thing that you should do once you feel that the manuscript is complete is Try not to touch it for two weeks. Just take some time off, work on another project, take those two weeks off so you can have a little bit of perspective and clarity. Now, a lot of people will recommend taking six months, eight months, even a year away from your manuscript. However, I think for most new writers, that's kind of an unreasonable expectation. I also think that would make you more likely to give up because you've just worked so hard on completing you know, maybe this first or second draft, and you really want to see a more completed project. So I would say jump into the editing. And if you're going to spend any more time away from your manuscript, do it after you've completed one or two edits. So at this point, after you've spent some time away from your manuscript, you have a little bit more perspective. You can come back and decide if there are any major scenes that you should cut or any major scenes that you need to add, any minor characters you need to add. Maybe you know right off the bat that this one minor character doesn't really have an arc because he was introduced on page 75. Maybe you realized that you could more fully develop the theme at the first plot point. Maybe you realized you introduced more aspects of the character's ghost later on in the story and there could be better foreshadowing right up front. So those big things that you probably have been thinking about either from your time away from the novel or from as you are writing your novel. I know for me, I constantly think of new ways I can foreshadow at the beginning of my novel as I write. I constantly think of new ways to integrate and develop my characters as I write. That's because I'm a pantser. I don't think of everything right up front. I don't really have that ability. It just kind of comes out as I keep writing. So I know some of those things that I want to add in right off the bat as I finished my first draft. So I'm going to go ahead and make those big picture edits right off the bat. After you're satisfied with the big picture edits, then you can get into the details. Go right into chapter one, and if you aren't satisfied with something, cut it. If you need to elaborate on something, elaborate on it. Go line by line, read your sentences from the perspective of a reader. What is boring to you when you read? What loses your interest? 
what might turn you off from a novel? For me, I hate overly wordy passages whenever the author is kind of just showing off their writing style. Nothing's really happening and there's so much description. I also hate when we don't know the characters immediately where there's not really a deep perspective or sense of voice established. I can put up with a bit of a slower plot if the voice of the novel is really good. So think about your novel from the perspective of you reading it. When you think about reading a novel, you'll know and you'll have an inherent feeling about the prose and about how things should be. Now, this part of the editing phase can get very overwhelming. You can get very stuck in your head. You can almost have a tendency to give up or just think your novel is crap. And that's because you're going to be very close to your novel and you're not going to be able to take a step back. So if you feel yourself getting discouraged day after day, you feel like your novel is just really not any good now that you're looking at it under a magnifying glass, I would, you know, kind of bring it back up to a higher level and kind of push through. You may not get everything edited that you want in this pass and that's okay. Your brain can only tolerate so much information at once so keep going and push through. Ideally at this point you should have done your big picture edits, a more detailed edit, and then your third pass should be extremely detailed. Like you should be looking at every word, you should be evaluating every comma, just really get into the nitty gritty of the story. It might be a good idea to set time limits for yourself because I know for me whenever I'm drafting a novel I generally set word count limits for myself so that I'm not getting too in over my head so that I am meeting my writing goals. So you may want to set a time frame that you want to spend editing every day, like maybe you want to spend two or three hours a day editing. And once you've achieved that, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a chapter or you're at the beginning of a chapter, you put your pencil down and stop. Some people enjoy printing out their novels and looking at it on paper that kind of gives them a fresh perspective. I don't really care for that. I have no problem with seeing everything online. This is another way that you can kind of edit from a big picture perspective. If you're kind of getting confused with the subplots in your story or what you told the reader, when you told the reader what, um, you can kind of take a high level pass at each chapter and kind of pull out the most important things, identify the plot points and the pinch points, and write them down in what chapter they happen in. And then you can kind of have a little summary, a spark notes, if you will, of your novel. After you've done about the second pass through, it's a good idea to start asking beta readers if they want to read your novel. It can be hard to get beta readers, so what I usually do is I say at first, does someone want to read my first chapter or my first three chapters? I do something smaller and more manageable, and then of course I always offer to beta read back for the other person. I've done a little bit of beta reading for people, and they've done a little bit for me. Overall, I don't find beta reading like tremendously helpful. I find more literary or writing group critique sessions to be like the most helpful because generally people in those sessions are more experienced. So, you know, wherever you live, look on Facebook or look to see if your state has any sort of 
writing organizations in Pennsylvania. I belong to the Pen Writers Organization. It's one of the oldest writing organizations in the United States. And once I joined that, they were able to really open up my network and I was able to join a couple writing critique groups. Now with the pandemic, I haven't been to any in like over a year. I know some meet online, but I don't think the one that was in my area is currently meeting. I haven't really heard much communication from them, but that was okay since I was primarily drafting this past year. But definitely take advantage of, you know, Facebook writing groups or groups in your area and get that kind of feedback first before you just start randomly, you know, asking people if they want a beta read for you on, you know, hashtag writing Twitter. But I will say that does work. You can get beta readers from Twitter or Facebook. But kind of circling back to my beta reading experience, some things were helpful because primarily the novel that I was having beta read was the one was my work in progress that I was working on before this current one and it was pretty abstract and like detailed not high concept and that was pretty much the consistent feedback from the beta readers like it was kind of hard to follow and it touched on certain things that I thought most people knew about but it turned out like not a lot of people knew about it um in the realm of social sciences, I'm sorry I'm being so vague. I just don't like to give out my ideas for work in progresses, you know, online. So in that sense, that was good feedback because I kind of thought this was like a universal thing that most people learned either in school or, you know, kind of on a self-help journey or maybe they saw a random article on Pinterest or whatever, but I found out that that was not really the case. I also had a lot of good consistent feedback about the voice and the descriptions of my story and that kind of helped me gain some confidence that those areas of my writing were really strong. So besides having total strangers beta read for you, I would not really ask family and friends for feedback on your novel because again family and friends I think kind of fall in one of two categories. One is They'll just tell you everything is great and you won't really get any concrete feedback or two, they will misunderstand your ideas completely and that will kind of take your confidence down a little bit. Either way, if your family and friends are not really immersed in the literary world, I wouldn't have them, you know, read your stories. Now, maybe you have a really good friend that reads like 50 books a year. I would say yes allow them to read your story but I don't know about you guys but most of my family and friends aren't really avid readers so if someone is just reading like one book a year at the beach that's not really a good representation of people that are very knowledgeable about literature. Another technique that some people use is they read their stories aloud or they have google translate read their stories aloud and that can kind of help you hear your story. I pretty much can hear my story in my head, which maybe is weird to some people, but um, if you kind of want to hear your story from a different perspective, try Google Translate or reading your story aloud. If you have any connections still from high school or college, a teacher, professor, you know, reach out to them. They may be interested in reading your story. But like I said, always start with just like one chapter or two chapters or three chapters. You don't want to overwhelm people because people don't have a ton of time. And if they hear that you want them to read your 90,000 word, 40 chapter story, they may get a little bit flustered. 
Finally, I would definitely recommend using Grammarly to check your work. I did use this for my self-published novel. Grammarly really picks up a lot more than Microsoft Word does. Grammarly is pretty good with um, catching extra words that are unnecessary, but you do have to be careful with the software because sometimes it will be telling you to change a word when that shouldn't be the case. So always rely on your own intuition and understanding of the language, but I definitely would use Grammarly because it's definitely an extra set of eyes and it's really helpful. Once you've done about three or four passes plus used Grammarly, I would say you can start querying or starting the process of finding an editor before self-publishing. And if you don't have the financial means to do so, I don't think there's anything wrong with just taking your book to market because every book is an experience and you're going to gain something from that no matter what, even if it isn't perfect. Progress, not perfection, creates books. Keep going. Don't get discouraged. Don't get your head too much in the weeds. When you find yourself doing that, take a step back, take it up a notch, or even take a break. Keep going on your stories. I believe in all of you. Um, let me know what stage of your writing journey that you're on by sending me a message on Twitter or writing a review of this podcast and mentioning, you know, what's your writing goals, where you are at your writing journey. And I would just love to hear that and learn more about you, the listener of this podcast. I really want this to be a collaborative forum for all of us. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying. And I will talk to you guys on our next road trip.